good whatever time of the day it is you are listening to us. This is the PNA Podcast Express full version. We are live. Actually, we're not live. We're recording this. But I assure you, we are alive, Adam. We are breathing. We are, we are breathing. breathing. We're upright. We're breathing. And uh, you know what? We're recording this on a Monday. Don't tell anybody that. We decided it was better for the quality of the podcast. If we uh, knock out the episode tonight, Adam and I had availability. He's Adam Filkins. I'm Phil Nickel. We decided to do the episode tonight. That way we don't have to be in the rush tomorrow night before bowling and be constrained by the, the strict 7 o'clock start time for bowling. Yes, the hard start at 7. Yeah. You know, it's just like in Kingpin when they all throw the ball at once. It's right. very, very ritualistic. I see you rolled your way into the semis. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> anyway, this is episode, hell, I don't even know anymore. I call out the wrong number of episode every time, so let's just call it episode B2. B794 Alpha. 8675309. Yes. B52s. Love Shaq, baby. Johnny Five. My favorite meme is one of those that says Shaq is so pissed because he can no longer sign his emails. Love Shaq after the B-52s desecrated that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Shaq. Poor Shaq. Yeah, we should feel sorry for Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, I'm sure he's not raking in the money on those general commercials. But <laughs> unless he blew it all on, like, size 24 sneakers and was like, oh, <laughs> what am I going to do now? I'll do some general commercials. So if the general wants to sponsor us, get at us. We'll uh, We'll... We'll hawk your uh, your uh, terrible uh, absolutely insurance. <laughs> we'll we'll even do the the jingle thing. We will. We'll do the jingle. We'll do it all. Uh, so anyway, if you want to email us here at the podcast, it's pna that's painful nut allergy podcast express at gmail.com or pineapple nipple arsehole all one word arsehole spelled a r s e hole at gmail.com. Really disturbed by the lack of uh, feedback we're getting. Either people are loving it, hating it, or just not telling us. Because I don't know how to feel when people don't tell me how I should feel, Adam. Well, you should feel pretty good. Okay. We, we've, I think we've done pretty well for our... I, th- I think we're at this f- since the first... Like, the 12th of November, I think, was our first yeah. episode. And we, we didn't even release anything online until almost December. Because right, we recorded right. a few. We, we, we just wanted to get, to get in, the gr- yeah, in the groove. Yeah, and so we, we came out with a bang. And, I, yeah. I you know, so far, I, I'm I'm pretty shocked that there are people who are listening Why would anybody want to listen to my goofy ass? I understand right. for you. Because no, I, I, I'm much in the same boat. <laughs> yeah. But it just works well. For a grassroots effort, we've really grown but we want to continue to grow, so please share, like, subscribe, tell people about it, talk about it. I mean, where else are you going to get information such as shitting in trash cans and masturbation stories besides the PNA Podcast Express? Exactly, and and you know, I know there's people that are thirsting for that type of entertainment out there. So oh, there's a whole market that's very under under sold, underutilized out there. With yeah. these things. So I, I I really want to see people get in into sharing it more. Yeah. And really just, if you can, in a positive light, tell people to listen. Yeah. Don't, don't be like, hey, I know this show. It's a complete shit show. Yeah, absolutely. But if that's the route you got to go, I'm okay with that too. You know, if you know people that are more, if people watch like, uh, uh, like train wrecks and car crashes and shit like that, this show is probably for them. So suggest to those people that like, like watching old people fall and laugh about it. That's pretty much the audience that gets us the most. And the rest of you, hey, you've probably got something you're hiding. It's okay. We still love you. Well, and I have a theory that any NASCAR fan that you ask, hey, who's your favorite driver? And they go, ah, I don't really have a favorite. I just watch for the crashes. That is our target that's demographic. Our t- <laughs> those are the people, yeah, the people that would, you know, shave a, a number three into their chest hairs and, and not wear a shirt to NASCAR. Yeah, and then those realize that. Dale Jr. isn't... Uh, isn't number three, and Dale died a long time ago. Yeah. I'm not... I love Dale Earnhardt, but anyway. Another story. So we're here at the Podcast Express here tonight. We're at the Silver Tavern in Deckerville, just like we always are. Open. Adam had a wonderful bowl of Chili Supreme just before this happened. So I'm happy I'm sitting about seven feet away from him, because yeah, later I'm be. sure that's going to come into play. So my boss had us come in last Saturday to tear down our cubicles and rearrange into an open floor plan with no hidden computer screens, no nooks, no crannies, nowhere to hide. He basically put us in a big U in this big room. 
highly unproductive. I saw more bullshitting going on today than I ever have any time at, at this company. And I'm very distracted because I'm jammed in a corner. I'm looking at literally two corner walls and I'm in the worst spot in the house. Not that I have anything to hide. I mean, not the most productive person, but I try to be productive. I fake it a lot. And, uh, but I had a revelation. This tells you everything you need to know about my boss. And I know I've railed about him on the podcast. We've listened to it. So he tells us we have to be there at 7 o'clock sharp. We're standing there. He's briefing us. Lo and behold, he pulls out a package of Pop-Tarts. And I think this guy is about to redeem himself. Do you know what happened next? Do you know what happened next? He pulls out the Pop-Tarts unfrosted. That's the type of motherfucker oh. we're dealing with right here. He eats unfrosted Pop-Tarts. Couldn't he just, you know, give money to abortion clinics or like something, something like that? Yeah, like you the know. Taliban or something? Just yeah. donate it. Well, I, I mean, who do you think makes unfrosted Pop-Tarts? The Taliban. The Taliban. Of and course. So he, and then for lunch, he buys us pizza. He has an energy bar and a banana and doesn't eat any of the pizza. And I'm like, what kind of sadistic freak are we dealing with here? Unfrosted wow. Pop-Tarts, and there's pizza there. High-quality Little Caesars. Shout at Little Caesars. We'll sponsor you, too. You can sponsor us. Yeah. We'll talk about you. Although, Little Caesars pizza gives me heartburn, but I'm old, so it's okay. Right. But anyway, all this pizza's sitting there, and he has a banana and a protein bar. After a breakfast of one, which I can only assume was probably cardboard-flavored unfrosted Pop-Tart, because I doubt they even put... Why would they waste fruit? On a fucking unfrosted Pop-Tart. Sorry, Mom. It, it but was, anyway. It was probably dry cinnamon yeah. in the middle. Like, he just, un, like, he, I had hope. It's 7.04 in the morning. I'm working on three hours of sleep, and that's no lie, because I had bartended the night before. And I'm thinking, I see Pop-Tarts. I see the unmistakable shiny wrapper. And I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, wait a minute. This guy might be okay. If fucking he, unfrosted. You know, and... I'm guessing he didn't heat them up on any kind of a Oh, no, surface. he didn't toss them on the defroster of the car or anything. He just pulled that shit out raw dog and went at it. Just I, one pop Even tart. if he'd have put them on like, on like a heat register yeah. to warm them up just a little bit, just that you would have thought, okay, he, maybe he's human. But right. when you just eat an unfrosted Pop-Tart, and then you act like after you eat that that you're too good to eat Little Caesar's pizza. Wow, I know. What, what a in the hell? So... Now, you know everyone out there knows I love to talk about painting a picture with my words. I believe my words have now painted a picture of how this guy acts. Well, it, it is definitely eye-opening. Yes. And anybody who doubted before yeah. in, in your assessment of him, right? they can no longer doubt that. No, there's no doubt. It's, I mean, like my old math teacher used to say, it's better to have everyone think you're a fool than, than to open your mouth and erase all doubt. Yes. Yeah, so. That, and by... By opening a package of unfrosted Pop-Tarts and opting for a banana and a protein bar over Little Caesar's Pizza, all you need to know, all you need to know. The fact that he didn't use those Pop-Tarts to level a cubicle. I actually probably could have, man. Yeah. I bet you, I bet you you could use that as a ninja throwing star because that thing looked pretty rigid. Probably. Yeah. Well, who the hell's going to buy them? You know, if, you're, if they're in a store, they're four years old. Yeah, because, I mean, they don't move off the shelves. I mean, Spam probably moves off the shelf quicker yeah. than unfrosted Pop-Tarts. Yeah, people are like, oh, a blueberry pop Oh, unfrosted. Oh, unfr yeah. I remember once my mother did that, and uh, that's the only time I've ever been... I've only yelled at my mother once, and it was because she bought unfrosted Pop-Tarts. Worst Pop-Tart that is frosted. What's your opinion? <sighs> wow, this is tough. Uh, it's not. That is frosted? The worst one that is frosted. Uh, go, go ahead. What's yours? Cherry. Really? Yeah. I love cherry Pop-Tarts. Really? Yeah, the frosted, of course. Well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm good with blueberry, strawberry. Strawberry, blueberry. The cinnamon brown sugar is good. Yeah. Some of the sweeter ones, like the Sunday ones and the smaller Yeah, those, those get a little too sweet. but Those are too sweet. But yeah. I, I, I don't like anything that's artificially cherry-flavored. You know, it's kind of like watermelon. Watermelon in the wild doesn't taste like anything artificially flavored watermelon. No, or I've grape. never gotten that grape. Banana's the same way. Banana's the worst. I've had some things, though. I mean, like, like 99 bananas taste like bananas. It tastes like 99 of them jammed into a bottle of shame. Yeah, with yeah. alcohol added. <laughs> well, that's the shame part for the most part, I guess. But 99 bananas, yeah. 
99 proof. It's pretty powerful. I yeah. actually make a drink called a banana, a shot called a banana split with 99 bananas, and uh, it'll uh, it'll make you feel things you've probably never felt before. What what else do you put in there? So usually something chocolate. So if you have Godiva or cream de cacao, cacao. Cow. Put that in there. Uh, you need something to get some cream notes, so maybe uh, usually some, some Baileys. I like to put a little bit of Kahlua in there because it adds a little bit of richness yep. to it. And then you have to have some vanilla flavor from somewhere. So usually a vanilla-flavored vodka or the whipped vodka works very well, too. How big is this shot? It's a standard size shot, so it's a very intricate. Usually you have to make anywhere between four, four to four or more to make it worth your time because okay. some of these things you're only pouring in a little bit but you want to know the secret you want to know the secret this sounds weird this is a bartending trick that i've used for years people don't normally get this but a lot of these sweeter shots you know what i put in them just a little touch off the gun of either sprite or sierra mist and it adds a lot more sugar note to it that's the oh, secret yeah. i'm letting you in on a trade secret right there wow yeah. i you know now we're gonna. Now everybody's gonna know that. And <laughs> so I'm not special anymore. I nope. just probably lost my job as a bartender. Yeah. Because they're like, you're not. I mean, the, I mean, you're fat, you're slow, and you're ugly. But we put up with you because you made good shots. But now right. we know how to make good shots. You just done effed yourself. Buddy. We're gonna know if the people at if the powers that be here listen yeah. by how long you're employed here. <laughs> when, when, when you come in and go. Uh, we can't do this at the Silver Tavern anymore because I've been banned because I right. threw a fit when they fired me. Everybody's going to be like, oh, yeah, they listened. Yeah, they listened. They heard. Yeah. they heard exactly what was going on. They heard your shenanigans, and they heard your little secret. They're like, we've been waiting. We've been waiting for years to figure this out, and we finally understood it. We got it now, man. You know what? I just, I'm sorry. I, I, I probably just messed my life up. I'm sorry. Well, it's not the first time. Oh, and You'll norm rebound. Oh, normally I forgot the kicker, too. <laughs> So here's what you do with the banana split. This is the most important part. If you've either got, a, you can put a, either a splash of, I usually put a splash of pineapple juice and a splash of something like cherry pucker in there too. Oh, Because then yeah. you get the pineapple and the cherry notes along with the, the, the vanilla notes and the like chocolate. A real, like a real banana yeah. split. The, I, I, when, I'm, when you make them perfect, it's almost, like, it's almost like shooting a, it's almost like if you were to get the essence of a banana split from Dairy Queen and put it in shot form and, and inject it directly into your veins. Nice. Yeah. That does sound pretty good. We <laughs> might have to do that and make some of those in our live show. I think so. I think that'll be the special that night, the we, banana we can split. Ha we can have a, uh, a mixology portion there to we go. our uh, show. I'll show you how to make a bunch of terrible shots. Well, you can listen how to make a bunch That's of terrible right. shots. You can listen <laughs> on how to make a bunch of terrible shots. That's what people always look at me and they're like, well, bar other bartenders are like, what's in it? I'm like, I can't actually tell you what's in it, but if you put me back there, it's all muscle memory. I'll know what to grab and what to put in generally. It's like I've made so many drinks and shots in my life that I've probably I've forgotten how to make more than I actually remember. I'm sure that know. watching you is a lot like watching cocktail. Mm. Yeah, it, you know, minus Scientology, it is. Yeah. And I'm also a full foot taller than Tom Cruise, but that's okay. Yeah, and maybe wider. I'm, yeah, a lot wider. I'm, <laughs> I'm three Tom Cruises wide and a foot taller. But uh, so the thing, I don't do any showy bartender stuff, though. I never have. Like, I, 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 I used to do, when I was younger, some bottle, you know, bottle flare stuff, twist and uh, just, I don't need to. I don't have the energy for that anymore. No. You've got a beard now. Yeah. yeah. Bingo! That's you know, the big sell. So most people would be like, well, that bearded fucker can't make a good drink. And then you do, right. and they're like, holy shit. Were I, we wrong about people with beards? The world has just changed, yeah. folks. Yeah. And that's right. And normally, I'm not going to lie, I don't know how I survived without a beard for so many years because it's really, it's a conversation piece, generally. And the, the freaky thing is, is about an equal amount of women and men want to run their fingers through it. It's kind of appalling sometimes. Yeah, I can see where that would be. That's why I don't let mine get real long. Yeah, when, you know. you, when you're, mine's about I don't know, a good four or five inches long right now. I'm I'm stroking it, hence hitting the mic. And uh, yeah, people randomly want to touch it. It's kind of like if you're pregnant, you know, they want to rub your belly. Yeah, and it's just sometimes it's unwarranted and unwanted. And sometimes they want to feel it kick. Yeah, and yeah, so both I look like I'm both pregnant and I have a beard. So you can imagine where I'm at. <laughs> Yeah, you know, mine was longer a while back, and I, I started trimming it up closer. Yeah. But I literally got hit, like, in the jaw with something, and it would normally have been something that I it would have actually hurt. Right. But there was enough cushion from the beard that it saved me the pain, 
And I was like, oh, I didn't really even notice that. Let me tell you, this last brutal cold snap we had didn't even feel that cold because I, I have a big sweater on my face. Yeah. So it's really, I, yeah, I don't, I don't worry about it. When I go outside, like, I'm straight. I'm, I don't get cold, though. That's the problem. It's, yeah, I, I do anymore. I, didn't, I never used to get cold. I'd wear shorts yeah. whenever it didn't. All the you know, time. And, and then just go out in, like, a hoodie. Yeah. That was my winter coat, no matter what the day was. Now, I got the Carhartt gloves. <laughs> I got the hoodie underneath a thick winter coat, and I've got both hoods up. Yeah, you know. So, and I, I, I anything I can do to stay warm. You're you're looking like a hobo the day after Christmas when everybody throws out their old shit. Yeah, you just yeah. got layer upon layer on. Exactly. Yeah. So I do have a. a my friend is a dick story because oh. I because I consider myself. A friend of myself. Oh, you're the it, dick here. I, I am the dick. All right. I found out last night I am not very tolerant of... <laughs> Other people's people, cultures? No. People who cannot speak English well. That are in jobs that should be That are in jobs that it should. So, so, so I, yeah. I, was, I was doing an update on a server. <laughs> and, uh, well, I, I wasn't actually doing the update. It's company manages a server. And I was helping them get in. And... He literally was transposing fives and eights because he didn't really know the difference. You, between you the told the story. Yeah. <laughs> he, said he, he says, I'm sorry, I could not tell five from eight. And then at one point he was talking to me and he started mixing English with whatever it was he actually speaks. I didn't ask where he was from. The number was from Maryland. I'm pretty sure that that was not honest. <laughs> and I, I just, I had the hardest time. And then I couldn't sleep afterwards. You know, he, he keeps me up way later than I'm used to being up, and you know I'm working, so I'm I'm a little wound up when I get off the phone with him. Of course, gotcha. and uh, is it grinding your gears? It was grinding my gears. It was a karate kick to the crotch. Oh, geez, big time karate kick to the crotch. And so I, you know, today I was telling somebody at work about it, and I kind of felt bad because it's like, well, is this intolerance? But I, I it's intolerance, but I don't think it was. I think it's a different kind of intolerance. Yeah. So this is more like... So, like, I'm a this dick, is not, but... You're a dick, but it's not an intolerance against someone else's culture. It's an intolerance against their ability to speak English when they should be able to. Right. If you're in that position and you're going to take my time up on a Sunday night... Right. Then learn, learn when I, you know, when I would ask a simple question, like, how much longer is this going to take? And I get an answer like, you know, elephant boogaloo nine. Fourteen goats. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I don't know what that means. but, And then at 11 p.m., he decides that... We it's need, his break time? No. <laughs> no, we need, we need to start randomly calling other people I work with because he had a question about something that I couldn't answer. It was a pretty simple question. I told him, we don't need to know this right now. Right. But, and so I told him that. I said, you don't want to call anybody right now. It's 11.01 p.m., Everybody I work with is going to be there at 7 a.m. So that means less than eight hours from now, they will be walking into work. I wouldn't call them right now. And he literally went, okay, I make the call. <laughs> and I'm listening to hold music. Uh, yes. So, and I think what it, was the hold music? I, I was just going to say, I believe it was instrumental Coldplay, which did not go oh, oh, Not at all. What a bummer. Yeah. I was going to guess instrumental either air supply or... Uh, or uh, Phil Collins. No, it was that piano song that Coldplay does without any lyrics to Ugh, it. So I mean, it it was it was rough. It was really rough. Man, all in all, hey, episode two, drink. Ah, that's tasty. Oh, uh, it is nectar of the gods. So yeah, that that was my Sunday night. My Sunday night was copious amounts of booze, hitting a few different bars. And then stopping back here at the tavern and finding out apparently I was supposed to close. Well, I mean, because our bartender had to leave right at 10 o'clock. But she says, I need you to lock up the doors and take care of everything. And I'm, I'm, I looked at it like basically like a cat. If you were to throw a cat a Rubik's Cube and tell it to solve it, I'm like, uh, uh, well, posable thumbs, you know? Yeah. Huh. I got the blue side. That's the best I could do. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Now I'm just going to claw at it and throw it in my litter box. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm going to consider it done because that's the furthest I've ever gotten. Yeah. You ever gotten a second color on one? No. No, me either. 
And yet, there's a kid that wrestles with us. Yeah. He can solve. You can do anything you want to. He'll solve it in a couple minutes. I've got a friend that I worked with at, at the large aerospace company, the one I shit in a trash can at. That he 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 coached himself. He did it. He he went from not being able to solve a Rubik's cube. He took a whole weekend. And he rain manned it, and he came in on Monday, and you could mix it up as much as you want. And his best time was a minute forty-five, and he'd average about two, two twenty, two thirty to get it done. Oh, I hate people like that. My old wrestling coach could also solve them. Yeah, which drove me. I think nuts. it takes a special component of your brain because a lot of people know that. Well, they say I'm smart and I'm educated and I know a lot of things, but I'm not good at certain puzzles like Rubik's cubes. No, it, but you know, I'm very good at a lot of different puzzles, but Rubik's right. cubes are just they're they're awful. They're just god awful. They are. They're, they're like. Do you remember the snake puzzle? Yeah, yeah. I could do that in like seconds. Do you remember those puzzles where you had to slide the little tiles and put oh, the numbers yeah, in yeah. order? I was never good at those either. I was always really good at those. Or Minesweeper on the computer. Remember back in the day? Oh, Minesweeper. If I take my time with Minesweeper and right. don't get like, I, I can beat it I would every used time. to get so fucking frustrated with Minesweeper. And my ex-girlfriend could solve it like it was no big deal. And then there was the and triangle. I think, I think the biggest fight we ever had was about Minesweeper. Jeez, oh, Pete. <laughs> I think somebody needed a value. Somebody needed to relax the fuck, <laughs> chill the fuck up. So for those of you that don't know me, when I was in high school and, co- and early part of college, I'm, I'm really pretty, I'm a pretty relaxed guy. I was very high strung. And what had happened was, you see what had happened was, <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was drinking like 12 Mountain Dews a day and I couldn't sleep. And one day I woke up and my heart was just racing and I freaked out. I'm 20 years old, 19, 20 years old. And, uh, well, first of all, cut out the Mountain Dew, but second of all, the, the doctor I went to was like, dude, you gotta, you gotta figure out how to relax. You gotta let shit go. <laughs> and that's when I just started, like, it, like a light switch that day. And now, now I'm just chill. I don't, I, don't, I don't yell. I don't really get it too... Yeah, well, there's not a whole lot that's worth getting overly upset about. Right. It's you know. So I, I, don't, I don't have that gear anymore. I didn't want my heart to explode at 19, but now I pray for it at 42. So yeah. yeah. The sweet release of death. Yeah, the sweet release of Thank you. That's I, a Phil quote for sure. The I sweet could, release of death. I could never take myself out. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. If I died tomorrow, I'd feel bad for my parents and my kids. But everybody else, I mean, think about the good times and just remember that and it's all good. I had a good run. I would change the email to the posthumous nipple ar- arsehole. A posthumous <laughs> nipple arsehole? <laughs> that, that, would, that would be a fitting tribute, I think. And I'm not going to lie, a big motivation for me for doing a lot of the things I do, like recording podcasts or doing the games for Thumb Tailgater or even all the radio stuff that's recorded is when I'm dead and gone, hopefully somebody will give it to my kids and they can listen to it and appreciate it and hear my thoughts about masturbation, shitting in trash cans, unfrosted Pop-Tarts, and life in general. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a learning tool for future generations. This is like a, the ultimate time capsule. <laughs> yes, it if, is. If you think about it, somebody, you know, 50 years from now is going to pull out like a light disc and go, well, what the hell is this? What the and fuck somebody, is this? Somebody will have put all of the podcasts on a light disc along with a bunch of porn, yeah. I'm sure. They'll pop it in. They'll watch hours and hours of porn, and then they'll go, well, I guess I might as well listen to that. It's on there, too. So we'll do the PNA Podcast Express Challenge. If you've had sex while listening to our podcast, we want to hear about it. Yeah, and I don't want to hear our podcast in the background on, on like, you porn or anything like oh, that. Oh, that would be amazing. If somebody can record something, a, a sexual act, that actually gets uploaded to a site with our, our podcast going in the background, that's, uh, that's how I know we've arrived right there. That's like when my Wikipedia page finally takes off. So here's what I do. Every like three to six months, I make a Wikipedia page about myself. I've been doing this for 10 years. Then they always take it down because they say I'm not famous enough or anything. So I know I've arrived when they actually upload it and I have my own Wikipedia page. It's a little social experiment I've been doing for a long time. And then they, somebody goes on there and edits, edits it and they go, well, Phil had that rib removed so that yeah. he, he could <laughs> so take he could care of So he could suck his own dick. <laughs> <laughs> Finally taking the advice of millions. The, the Marilyn Manson effect. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's, I do that, though. I haven't actually for a while. It's probably been a year since I've tried. But I might. Because I don't know if you know about Wikipedia, but they have standards that you, you literally have to have some level of popularity, or as they call it, a Q score, before they will actually allow you. Because you can't just randomly, like, Joe Billy Bob across the street can't just be like, upload about his mud truck and his trailer and everything else. 
And they're like, we don't, nobody gives a fuck. You know, nobody gives a fuck. You're not famous. You're not relevant. You're not relevant. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. So hopefully I gain a certain level of relevance that they'll actually give me a page with my name on it from Wikipedia. However, there's a, there's a Canadian comedian with my exact same name. Oh, he really? He has a Wikipedia page, yeah. Well, you could start out, I'm from Canada, blah, 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 and then have a disclaimer part, I'm really not from Canada. No, and I'm thankful I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, you'd be... Because 30, 30% of the person you are. Is there a worse fate in life than being born in Canada? I, I don't even know what all that's about. No, it's out and about. Although, it would be nice having Tim Hortons on every corner. Yeah. But think about it. I've talked about this before, how Canada is the same size geographically as the United States, yet the population's one-tenth. That's yeah. mind-blowing. Well, most of it's uninhabitable tundra. Oh, that's true. You know. I mean... My brother goes fishing at a place where they have, they're flown in by they plane. They fly in, yeah. They and they're in. like left there for a week to fend for the, And I'm like, so you can't go get a McMuffin or, right. you know. And nope, you know, nope. Me being a fat guy with a, big adi- with a big appetite, I would probably be the guy you don't want to go with because I'd probably get emotional the first day there, feel stranded, and eat all the food. Yeah. And then if we don't catch anything or kill anything, we're probably hosed. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because I'm not a good forager either. I can no. fish, but I'm not a good forager. Uh, it would take me several days to get one day's worth of, like, berries. Yeah. You know, and, and I wouldn't enjoy it. And I, I couldn't collect for anyone else because I would be eating them as fast as oh, I collect I, them. It wouldn't be a collection. No, The no. collection would be internal. Like, they, you know, they, I'd, I'd come back to camp and my belly would probably be full and I'd have a small handful for everybody else. And they're like, yeah. we see what's going on here. Yeah. And then I'd. Whatever berry that was, I would shit some like kind of jam goose, like yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> poop like a goose. Yeah, it, it would be a uh, a jam that nobody would want. <laughs> so, you you'd probably can it. <laughs> <laughs> of course, hey, if it's worth saving, it's worth putting in a mason jar. It is. It is. <laughs> uh, everything from farts to je- jellies to jams to just. Rancid poos. Shit jams. Shit jams. Oh, you've got shit jams. <laughs> well, it sounds pretty good when you say it that way. Oh, you've got shit jams. Uh, oh, you, you're going to put that on your crumpets? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, we, so we've devolved once again. For the uh, nobody still listening, we, we still have a ways to go in this podcast. I know. We're only like 25, 30 minutes into this thing. You're, you're Pretty solid, twenty-seven forty-two right now. <laughs> that internal clock, Eddie Fury taught me that. Yeah, it's pretty solid. It's better than mine. By the way, we had a good show for the Saturday Night School of Rock the other night. I don't know how it ended up being good. Eddie was well. Down you guys started out too. fairly early with a shout out. Yeah, with, to, to the, the Philkins family. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that always goes over well. Yes. And it's like everything else, you know, saying people's names and shit gets people more interested. Like Katie McConaughey that listens to this podcast up in. Alaska. She listens to us all places. the way up in Alaska. Well, she doesn't have a whole lot of choices. Or Nellie that I hope listens down in Antarctica still. I don't know. I haven't heard from her for a while. I hope she didn't get taken out by a penguin or probably, probably one of them walruses. You ever seen those things fight? Cuckoo-cuckoo. Yeah. Holy shit. They just, I mean. They're brutal. It's like two heavyweight UFC fighters just slapping just their bellies duking together. it out. Just duking it out. Yeah. It's pretty... Pretty disgusting. You know what actually, my favorite thing to see when I go to the zoo is is the otters. I love sea otters. Otters are awesome. Sea otters are the best. I yeah. don't know why I love sea otters so much. They're just they're captivating. Yeah. With what they do, how they, they crack things on their belly as they're in the water, flipped over. They they, yeah. they they aspire to be everything I want to be by using my bare belly as a table for food while I'm lying yeah. on my back. Floating in water. That's right. But I don't just really lounging. Just you lounging, know. just cracking oysters on my belly. Like yeah. it's not much better. Sea otters have the life. Do they have, what, although what predators do they have to? I mean, at the zoo, they're pretty sharks. relaxed. Sharks. Sharks are, yeah. Man. Sharks are the worst. I could probably, like, depending on the medium, if I had to fight a shark in open air, I could beat them, but not in the water. No. Yeah. That's, why, that's why I tend not to go in shark-infested waters. Yeah, I mean, they can come see me if they want to fight. Yeah, if they, if they want a piece of me, I'll be on the beach. Mm-hmm. Or in very shallow water. Yeah. I feel like I could take one out in shallow water. Yeah. You know, if all he can do is get a hold of it, like, by your feet, and you could drop a knee or an elbow right in, right in his dorsal. That's right. You right know, in the old dorsal. Right in the dorsal. I'd hit that thing like a speed bag. <laughs> Be like, the uh, hell with you, shark. I saw an article the other day of uh, a Florida man's charged with assault because he threw 
he threw an alligator in Florida. He threw an alligator through the window at the Wendy's drive-thru. <laughs> Good old Florida man. Good old Florida man. Oh, boy. Well, that's the best. I had to send that to everybody. I'm like, yeah, this is not all heroes wear capes, man. You know, I, when I used to work in banking, we were down in Deland, Florida a lot. Mm-hmm. And the local airport there, oddly enough, was where two of the pilots in 9-11 trained. Oh, really? But it was all, it's also the skydive capital of the world. Like, they do more skydive trips there than is any it, other place. Is it the skydive death capital of the world, too? I would imagine one goes I mean, along with the other. Yeah, I mean, statistically speaking. So... We used to go there and have lunch when I worked at the bank, and you could sit on the roof and watch the skydivers come down and stuff. Well, then we go there one day, and there's the whole runway on each side is lined with tents. <laughs> and I'm like, what in the hell is all that? They're like, well, those are the jump bums that come in. You know, they, they, they kind of travel around. They'll be here for three, four months, and then they'll move on somewhere else. But they come in, and they, they work for the city. The city pays them enough money for the day to get two jumps and two meals in. And That's they just they sleep do. in their tent and they jump. What a life. Yeah. You know, it, I'm doing it wrong, man, because that sounds outstanding. The They were in town when one of the big hurricanes came through. Did it take out all their tents? Yes. Did it look like a? Did it look like a, the hobo insurrection? It looked like, you know, I mean, a tent kind of does look like a parachute, so it looked like they just all went into the far trees. <laughs> You're like, oh, my God, I hope they're okay. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, I guess that's a pretty good fate for their tents. Is Rip to cord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the tent was just jealous of the parachute. Yes. But they, they actually had, like, these big pop-up tent, you know, yeah. like a large tent that they would go under to fold all their stuff back up and repack their chute. And I'm thinking, you have no ambition in life other than to jump out of a plane, and you trust yourself to pack your own chute. Hey, man. That's a Death Wish Deluxe right there. Yeah. I mean, at least if, you're, if your chute doesn't go and you pull that cord and you're like, oh, nobody to blame but myself. I done fucked up again <laughs> and I'm about to pay for it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Clean up. I, I would probably yell clean up aisle seven. Yeah, of course. Right before I hit the ground. If you're going to die and it's eminent, you might as well have a sense of humor about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> clean up aisle seven. <laughs> <laughs> And then at least your cohorts would have a great story to tell at your wake. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was epic how he was Dude, he died doing what he loved. <laughs> he was still a douchebag even at the end. <laughs> Once a douche, always a douche. Yes. So, you know, yeah, th- those people existed. They also, behind our bank was like a little wooded area. Yeah. And they had a little, like the ones that stayed there all the time, had a little uh, commune back there. Really? And... They had, you know, everything was all covered up because they weren't supposed to be there, obviously. They're squatting on somebody's land. It wasn't the banks. But all they cared about is the next thrill of getting high jumping out of an airplane. And they probably got high a lot before they jumped out of said airplane. And oddly enough, we have, I, I know one mutual friend, probably two, who moved down to the land and took advantage of the daily showing up at the parking lot at the city where they would hand you, hand you out a job to make that money. And they lived in the land for really? almost a year like that. Just doing that? Yep. You know, I have a friend. I would jump out of an airplane. It's actually a goal, but I want to wait till my kids are a little bit older, or I die, one of the two. And uh, because I just want to wait till my kids are. Older. But I have friends that says, "Why would I ever jump out of a perfectly good airplane?" I'm like, "That's a great point." Yeah, I, I kind of feel that way. Like if you were forced into it, like if they're like, "Oh, we're going down," throw on the shoe. Oh I'm yeah, like, hell oh, yeah. yeah. Or you know, if you you know, managed to be a paratrooper in World War II and. You didn't want to be, you know, claimed as, as a deserter. You jump out of the damn airplane. Right, and probably get shot on your way down. That would be my luck. I'd probably get shot in a nutsack as I'm parachuting into this beautiful landscape in Germany somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it would just castrate you. and I'm admiring the scene, and all of a sudden, whap! <laughs> Ultimate karate <laughs> kick to the nuts. That's right. And then some German would be snickering and say, I hit my target. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, look, I'm a sharpshooter. I hit that guy right in the balls. <laughs> I hit the balls. Well, he won't have any more kids. <laughs> One less dirty American. He's like, I could shoot him again and put him out of misery, but no. <laughs> no, I enjoy his screams. It is music to me. <laughs> what sadistic bastard. Uh, 
<laughs> Nazis. So there's always two things. Uh, you know, I've been in comedy for a while. There's always two things I've said you can talk about and nobody's ever going to stand up and out you about it. And you can talk shit about on stage, and that's Nazis and pedophiles. Because nobody's ever going to stand up and defend either of those two sects of people. Yeah, especially <laughs> Nazi pedophiles. <laughs> oh, I know. That sounds like a great book, actually. Yeah, the Nazi pedophiles of Germany. Oh, I think that's a page turner. We should start writing that. We should. We should just make it an audio book and pay somebody to transcribe it. I just, I just want to do the research now. <laughs> I bet you there was such a thing. Oh, do you know I'm how sure. Messed up. A lot of well, there's messed up people all over the world. So once again, not to culturally inappropriate anybody or anything, but yeah, there, there were probably Nazi probably lots of Nazi. Oh, I'm sure. Because, I mean, let's face it, you're not totally there if you're behind, I you mean, know, if you support their stance. If you support the stance of persecuting someone just because of their religious beliefs. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it, it turns into, well, geez. Where's um, the line at? Where's yeah. the line, you know? You know, I just uh, I just did some furnace work today. I think I'm going to go molest a couple kids. <laughs> oh. <laughs> God damn it. There you go. You know? It's kind of like once you do LSD, you might as well do heroin. I mean, might as well do some meth, too. I think meth and heroin are more along the same lines. They're, well, meth is basically the trailer park cousin of heroin. Yeah. So. The Huron County cousin The Huron heroin. County cousin. And for those of you that don't know the area, look that up. You'll appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's to the north of us. It's north of root. There's yeah. only two things that come from Huron County, and that's farmers and meth. Yeah. And meth farmers. And meth farmers. Touche. Well How, however that works out. Yeah, you know, it's funny because you'll see random house fires and they'll be like, oh, meth lab explodes. I mean, it's a delicate process. And if you think about make, the making of meth, like I said, it's very scientific. So any small screw-up is going to result in a catastrophic failure. But yet, they're also high on it, probably, as they're making it. So it's kind of well, like, yeah. how could you not be? Right. Of course, you know, they've got to make sure that the product's good. And so here we are with all these highly volatile substances and doing all kinds of processes that involve open flames, heat, and other things. And yes, I do know how to make meth, but I never have. Uh, I was curious. You know, after watching Breaking Bad, I yeah. wanted to do the research. And... Uh, which I, I'm not ashamed of that Google search. It's okay. I'm, I, I would never take that one back, okay? but uh, It's the fifth worst thing in your search history. Oh, fifth. Probably seventh or eighth. It, it's barely in the top ten anymore, I'd have to say. I mean, let's face it. Nazi pedophile is probably going to overtake, you know, the exact recipe for, you know, perfect meth, amphetamine. Because that's just how it goes in life. The worst part is going to be when you have in your search history how to be a Nazi pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, famous Nazi pedophiles. You know, when you go on Indeed.com and you search for, like, you know, Nazi pedophile jobs within 50 miles. So I'm, I want to do the research, and then I'll put that on my resume, that I'm a, I'm a Nazi pedophile scholar. And yeah. I'll, I, I won't punctuate it properly, so it'll actually read that I'm actually a Nazi pedophile scholar. Not Nazi. a scholar on the subject of Nazi pedophiles. Yeah, Nazi pedophile, comma, scholar. Yes, comma, scholar. There you go. Nailed it right <laughs> so, there. So, you know, you'll have that going for you. Yeah. So, I mean, commas can make all the difference in the world. They're, they're pretty big sometimes. Really, for, for an underrated and underutilized punctuation mark, it's kind of important a lot of times. I, I do find that it, uh, it could totally change the tenor of an email. Oh, very much so. Very much so. so. Yeah, very, very important to learn to use that properly. <laughs> it is. You don't want to be a pedophile Nazi, comma. Scholar. Scholar. Yeah, or even semicolon scholar. No, no, or hyphen. <laughs> don't hyphenate Don't hyphenate one. it. Oh. Yeah, there, there's... There's definitely some lines to be drawn there, so if you but have not any, hyphens. If you have any knowledge about Nazi pedophiles, email us at pineapplenipplearsehole at gmail.com or PNA, that's, uh, that's proper Nazi assholes <laughs> at <laughs> podcastexpress at gmail.com. <laughs> Did you say proper? Proper Nazi we, assholes. We were just talking about 
pedophile Nazis, and you missed that boat. I know. I really dropped the ball on that one. I Jeez thought about it. The show's live. It's unscripted. We don't even have a pre-show meeting. I dropped the ball. Let's try this again. Email us at pineapplenipplearsehole at gmail.com or pedophile Nazi assholes at podcastexpress at gmail.com. That's P-N-A, podcastexpress at gmail.com. Yeah, uh, epic failure, but I'm glad you did. Did I redeem it. myself somewhat? Uh, no. Yeah, no. Mom, I'm sorry. I've in, always been the disappointing child. In in many people's eyes, that was just a total failure. That's, Everyone is more dumb. I would have to say, may God have mercy on my soul. Yes. I would have to say that is probably my biggest failure on this podcast, and we are in the mid twenties for episodes right now. Yeah. So I'm surprised it took this long. And my mother is probably too. She's like, I thought you'd really fuck shit up in the first probably three or four episodes. I don't think your mom would say that. No, she wouldn't. She not wouldn't. A, not after you've been in jail. Yeah, that's true. And she, you're probably back in jail now. I mean, when this comes out, she's gonna be like, Phil, you <laughs> broke parole. We need to have a talk. Yes, we need to have a discussion. She's like, I, my mom always prefaces things with things like, I'm not trying to tell you how to live your life. But well, and it's it probably gonna be something like, all right. I listened to the last episode. Yeah. Too many F-bombs. Here's a few notes. And I listened to episode two. Yes. And she'll st- drink. And she'll start with something like, son, I'm generally always proud of you. And then I'm like, wah, wah, wah. But, comma. But, comma. <laughs> not B-U-T-T, B-U-T, comma. Yeah. But, comma. Mm-hmm. And then that would be a long list of things that she would rattle off. Yeah. Oh, man. The list has got to be... <sighs> Ever growing. It grows with every episode. It does, it does. You know, that's what we should have just called this the disappointing our mother's podcast to begin with. You know, my my mom rest her soul, she would probably be sitting there going, Is that Phil really a nice guy? Is that somebody you should be hanging out with? Like, yeah, he I drops did. a lot of F bombs and he masturbates in the shower a lot. I'm not sure he's a good influence on you. And he shits in trash cans. Well and and at least that led to something good like the unshittable trash the can. The unshittable trash can. This episode brought to you by the unshittable trash can. That's www.unshittabletrashcan.com. Yes, absolutely. See, that could have been your company. <laughs> and if you develop an unshittable trash can and we don't see some royalty on it, you have another thing coming. For shame. Yeah, copyright, patent pending, patent pending, patent pending. Trademark T. Yes. <laughs> R. R with a circle. <laughs> That's right. And the, and the C, too, just for good measure. Yeah. Just put them all in there. We'll we got call, them all. We'll call our attorney Wade. He's That's what he specializes in. Wade, yes. if you're listening, hook it up. Get, get it going. Pro bono work, though, we're sorry. Because yeah. we don't make shit until you make shit until we make shit. Yeah. We're, we're, just, we're just poor white boys. Yeah. To talk to Pakistanis on the phone about <laughs> technical issues, and they can't discern an eight from a five. And have unfrosted Pop-Tart-eating bosses. Oh, God. You know, he's, I think he's one of those health nuts, but I bet you he would be the dick that would just take a Kit Kat and just bite it across all four bars. How, how can you be a health nut if you, at, if you did have a Pop-Tart? That was his splurge for the day. Oh, that was his cheat meal. That was his cheat meal, yes. Yeah, he's probably sitting there eating, like, trail mix without any good shit in it right Muesli now. He's, and shit. He's yeah. probably got bags of like M&Ms that are He's the guy that picks bags. the raisins out of trail mix and eats just them. Yeah. Ugh. I'm sure he puts the nuts in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I think so too. See what I did there? I, I like what you did there. Yeah. And I'm glad it came from you and not me because if he listens then... Yeah, know, I'm the dick. You know what? If he listens, fuck you, Brad. Oh, <laughs> well, now he's got a name. Whoa, sorry. Yeah. And, and he... It's Brad? Yeah. God, that's a strike against him, too. I call him Bad Brad. Jeez. No, I actually know some decent Brads. I know some Brads that are, well, I think I know a piece I of think shit you with t- every name. You know, here's the thing. You see these Facebook posts, and they're like, if he's, his name starts with a J, he's no good. And every, people always chime in. That's what, that's what psychologists, these, these uh, not psychologists, these uh, psychics do. They just yeah. they draw generalizations and people jump in like, oh yeah, Jason fucked me over so much or Jeremy or whatever. And like everybody's got this story, my friend. It's like I'm thinking of a, a name starts with a J, 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 and nobody's biting. They're like T, T, Tony. I, my cousin Tony passed away. His his spirit is here. He said he died under under terrible circumstances. Nobody ever dies under positive no. circumstances. Oh yeah, he died in a fiery plane crash. 
Amazing. He was, he was supposed to jump out, and he chickened out, and he knocked the pilot out because he was fighting him so hard. The plane <laughs> went down. He shit himself in the methane gas that he released. <laughs> knocked everybody out, and they crashed. <laughs> I'm not sure that's how that works, but I've never been in a plane that I'm jumping out of. So I think that, in, in my mind, methane comes into play. Always. Yeah. The answer is always methane. Yeah. And with all the recent, like, focus on cow farts, how can you be in a plane and that stuff rises? How can you be in a plane and not have that effect? So you're saying that a new level of the ozone has got to be cow fart level. Yeah. Like, I think it occurs between 7,200 and 7,800 feet above the earth. That's the cow fart level. They call it the bovisphere. (laughs) The bovisphere. That's brilliant, my friend. The bovisphere. Yes. The bovisphere. It's where all the cow farts go. Right, 7,200 to 7,800 feet above the earth. The bovisphere. I like it. I think that's brilliant. That is, you're a smart guy. That is one of the smartest things you've ever said on this show. Well, and, and I think it's plausible. It's very plausible. But I just tossed out random 72 to 7,800 feet. So I think if you were to look at the atmosphere this day and age, we definitely need to add that layer, I feel like. I feel like this has to happen. If it's not in the school books by tomorrow... We're Something gonna, is we're wrong. We're going to riot. We're yeah. going to riot. Absolutely So riot. Scripps Howard, get on that. That's right. The bovisphere. We need the bovisphere taught in our schools. <laughs> 7,200 to 7,800 feet. Yes. So basically, if you're skydiving from that height, 7,199 feet or 7,801, fine. But if you jump out of a plane in the bovisphere, you might oh. not be conscious to pull your chute. Yeah. You better pull that chute before you go through the bovisphere. And then the uprising air yeah. from the bovis. But think of what a parachute does. It catches air. Yeah. But it also is going to bounce it back down onto you. So once you catch the, all the bovis farts, yeah. they're going to just bounce right back down to you. Like, it's the world's worst boomerang. You know, I, I, the bovisphere is a dangerous place. It is. That's Are, how, I, bet you, I bet you it was a combination of the... The, the Bermuda Triangle and the bovisphere that took out Amelia Earhart. Probably. Yeah. Well, think about this for a minute. Denver's a mile-high city. Yeah. It is so close to the bovisphere. I bet you that some days, because the bovisphere, I feel like some days, given the right, uh, the right circumstances with the weather. If and, the jet stream and, came and through. Atmosphere and, uh, the jet stream and atmosphere. The jet atmosphere? Jet atmosphere. The jet stream and atmospheric pressure. I feel like those people, if you're like six foot ten. And you're in Denver, you might be in the bovisphere at some point. You are probably catching some of that, which, I mean. The lower fringe of the bovisphere. You are on borrowed time. My friend, so if you're six foot ten in Denver. And get out of there. The jet, stream, out of there. the jet stream loops down there, and you're in a low pressure cell with, the, I'd say the barometer probably like about 30 point, maybe 4.4 inches of mercury. Yeah. Watch out. 30.29 to 30.44, I feel, would be Just your primary. Project. If you're 6 foot 10 or taller. Yeah. If, if you're under 6 foot, don't worry about it. Yeah, don't you have worry no worries. About it. No worries. You have no worries. But that, I mean, let's face it, that 10 inches, I haven't ever heard anybody say that 10 inches didn't make a big difference. I've heard lots of women say 10 inches makes a big difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the, the important thing to take away from tonight's episode is the bovisphere is real. And you should be concerned about it. <laughs> I, I think this should start a movement. You know, I think it is too. And I think, you know, we should really do something about this because it's a problem. It is. I, I, <coughs> I'm concerned. I, bovisphere awareness is now, my, is now my cause. So would it be like a brown ribbon for that one? Probably, uh, yeah. Yeah. With like, no, actually it should be like, like cow, like black and white. Like a cow, cow. Yeah, cow pattern, heifer yeah. pattern, heifer pattern, Holstein. Black, yeah, yeah, black and white. That so that's the the bovisphere awareness ribbon. Yeah, I like it. We'll start a GoFundMe page, and uh, it's it's serious. Seventy two hundred to seventy eight hundred feet. If you're in Denver, you're six foot ten. The right atmospheric pressure and circumstances with the jet stream. You watch could out, be affected. Kids. Watch out, yeah. folks. Watch out. I mean, just imagine what this would do to the Denver Nuggets. I mean, they, they would be without their big men. and I know they like to play small ball in the NBA now, but you still got to have, have some height. Yeah. You really do. Yeah. And small ball in the NBA, let's face it, is 6'10". I know. Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah. I mean, these, these guys are out there 
endangering their lives living in Denver. Just to bring you a quality NBA product. Yeah. And think about in Seattle. If they go to the top of the needle, the space needle. My oh. goodness. I mean, devastating. Devastating. So that's Because that thing rides but, in the bulbosphere, I but think. But it also, it also says at the base of the, the needle, because I've been up to things several times, that if you're over six foot four, you're not allowed on this space needle. So they've well, accounted they, for this already. They, they've, they've known about the bulbosphere for a while. Well, I feel like we're bringing it to light. This... Let this me tell is you, nothing new. We're just bringing this information to the people. There's nothing worse than eating in the, the revolving restaurant and being six foot ten and just being unconscious before before your food arrives. Right. Because you you just have checked out from the bovisphere. Yeah. And uh, you know there's bovisphere rescue kits on the wall. Yeah, it's kind of like epipens. Yeah. Oh. Except it, it's more of a thing that fits over your head and and <laughs> it attaches your head to your feet. Yeah. So you have to lower your head below six foot ten. So then you survive. Then you're just three foot five. Yeah. No, three foot six. Yeah. Three foot five. I don't know. What's half a six foot ten? Three foot five. <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's some quick math. That's some fuzzy math, as we've episode two talked about a few times on this. Uh, yes, drink. Yeah. <laughs> Bringing the quality to the folks at home. Yeah. So I mean, I feel. We've brought forth an important issue. We've, we've done our civic duty. I've been meaning to talk about this for a while. I just didn't know how to approach the subject. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It, it weighs heavily on my mind. This is why I'm a terrible engineer, because I think about things like cow farts at 7,200 to 7,800 feet in the atmosphere. Yeah. Well, and, and that, you know, mile and a half. It's one of those half. things, like, when something is near and dear to your heart, a, a cause, you can't understand, you can't comprehend how no one else is concerned about it. Well... I mean, that's a mile and a half above sea level. What happens when it drops lower? And it will. I mean, if we don't act now, yeah, it could take out all of Denver. Yeah. Denver could be literally, well, I, I shouldn't say that because I really do feel that the pot cloud yeah. of Denver is kind of holding that up you know, a little I was bit. Just, I wasn't going to mention this, but it really kind of pushes the bovisphere up a little bit. It does. It, it, it's the bovisphere bump, as because, they call it out because there. Because that, that pot smoke's a little more buoyant. Yeah, it, and it could support, you know, but I mean, now you're dealing with the with the hashosphere. Yeah, so the hashosphere versus the bovisphere. Yeah, and heaven forbid you get in like that gray area between in the between two. between there, you just smell like shit and you're high as hell. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you feel like you're high sniffing ass. Oh, Jesus, that sounds like my college years. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's rough. I mean, I... I I feel for the people at Denver, and I feel like if we don't do something soon, that there won't be anything to uh, to do for. I know. There'll be nothing left. Folks, no. if we don't act now, there'll be nothing left. Yeah. And, I mean, we can we can write some music for this, maybe a Sarah McLachlan song or something. Well, I, I, I was just going to say, there. I believe there's a memorial album, or not a memorial album, but a, a an aid album coming out, right. uh, Bulbosphere for Change. <laughs> it's, a, uh, it's a Spike Lee joint. So, you know. Featuring holograms of Prince and Michael Jackson? Yes. Yeah. Because you got to have the holograms. Oh, Tupac, too. And Roy Orbison. Oh, always. Roy Orbison always needs to be in the mix. He was ahead of his time. He, he was a huge Bovisphere activist. I really appreciate the traveling Wilburys. Well, it, he, he had to wear those thick glasses because of Bovisphere exposure. He lost, yeah, he lost part of his sight because yeah. of Bovisphere yeah, exposure. Yeah, Bovisphere exposure, and, and that was... I mean, but back then, see, the thing that he knew about it back then is that was in, like, the 60s that happened, and the Bovisphere was actually above 8,000 feet at that point. Yeah. So think about that, folks. Just in that short amount of time, we went from the Bovisphere being above 8,000 feet to 7,200 to 7,800 feet now. Yeah. I mean, it, obviously it's real, and it's accelerating. It's accelerating. And the thing is, is we probably have less cows on the earth, but it's just... But they're, now it's like everything else. Cows become more efficient, just like and they're vehicles. Bigger. And they're bigger and stronger and emitting more, more methane yeah. gas, more, bo- more, more bovine excretions. Yes, yes. It's, um, I just don't think we can stress this enough. I know we've been on this subject for a little bit, but it's near and dear to our hearts. It is. It's near and dear to the late Roy Orbison, and therefore... Um, it's right in the forefront of our mind. It, it always is. And that's really what's been grinding my gears for a long time. And I'm happy. You know what? This is, this is a pinnacle episode because this is really, 
I'm holding back a tear right now because I'm just happy we brought this to the light in the forefront. It's something that's been weighing so heavily on my mind. Well, and, and so heavily on the mind of the uh, of the people in Denver. And I love Roy Orbison, Roy Orbison so much that. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, pretty pretty woman was about yeah. a woman he saw just before he was blinded by the bulbosphere. And I mean, a lot of people don't know this too, but Stevie Wonder doesn't like to talk about it, but that's why he. Yeah. Is blind too. Well, if you play Pretty Woman backwards, yeah. it actually mentions the Bovisphere. It says Stevie Wonder in the Bovisphere. Yes. Stevie Wonder. It's good thing you got a good ear. That's right. Yeah, you if you play it. it backwards. So, I mean, we, we've we've heard it thousands of times. I mean, use alliteration always. I, I've probably listened to that song backwards more than I have forward. Yeah, just, because. Just to just, get the message. It's a masterpiece both directions. Yes, yes. That's how good Roy Orbison was. And there's kids out there with an iPod right now going, how do I play shit backwards? Yeah. I want to hear that backwards. <laughs> you can call Pakistan. He'll tell you how to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a five. <laughs> just a five. Yeah. If you want to hear Roy Orbison backwards, just go buy yourself a package of unfrosted Pop-Tarts right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then go eat them in the Volvosphere. That's right. <laughs> and, then, and then pick all the uh, raisins out of trail mix and give me the leavings because I call raisins the booby prize of the trail mix. Well, you did hear about the plane that Took off from Denver and dropped lost its an engine. engine. Yeah, Bovisphere. Bovisphere. That was a Bovisphere thing. Yes, that was a Bovisphere moment. See, that's getting more prevalent. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're gonna see more things like this and happen. Folks, we're telling you now. This is breaking news, and I think this is why we're doing this now because we're only at the tip of the literal iceberg of this. There's a lot more that's going to bring down the Titanic when it comes to the Bovisphere that we can't see under the surface. Well, and. In most states, the bovisphere is at 7,200 to 7,800 feet. Yeah. In Ohio, it's at sea level. Yeah, <laughs> I call Ohio the butthole of America, so it's okay. Well, exactly. Yeah, which is it's, because the bovisphere is settled. Yes. So feel bad for Lake Erie because it is one of our great lakes, and we love all the great lakes, but, I mean, Erie and Ohio can, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're shit. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Sorry, everybody in Ohio, but you've been bovisphered. That's why... Honestly, if you're a fan of our podcast, it's probably because you're delirious from being in the Bovisphere all day long. Yes, yeah. It, it's, let's the, face the, it, it's not the, pleasant. But let's see, here's also the other science that I know. Here's why everybody in Ohio loves Cedar Point so much. Those roller coasters reach above the Bovisphere. So yes. for a brief moment, they maintain, they get that clarity yeah. of being above the Bovisphere and getting actual real air. You know, and the... Buckeye State is actually a misspelling of the Bovisphere. Yes. It should be the Bovisphere State, but the delirium that the it delirium, caused right. caused them to say Buckeye because who in the hell would name their state after that? After a crazy nut. Yeah. They, it was much more likely that they were naming it after the Bovisphere because of the infiltration that it has achieved in Ohio. Yeah. So, I mean, they've been needing to wear masks for years in Ohio. They, yes. They refuse to. And that's why Cedar Point's such a hit, because that's their only chance to get above the Bovisphere. That was the whole reason that it's they... It's a fleeting moment. That's why they keep building higher and higher, because as the Bovisphere yeah. builds up, they need to get above that, and so they keep and going faster higher and, and higher. faster, too, because as, as the carts come down, it displaces the Bovisphere enough right. that the, it, it, it increases the amount of the high. It's, instead of a three, four-second high, you get a seven- or eight-second high. Yeah, and in, in their theaters at Cedar Point, they actually pump out the bolosphere. Yeah. So you in, in that time that you're watching a show, th their shows suck, but for a, a short period of time, you're euphoric. And there's no clocks anywhere, so you don't know what no. time it is either. You, Actually, you walk into one of those theaters and you don't realize it. You're in clean air. There's no clocks. It's a terrible show. You're actually in there for six hours and you yeah. don't realize it. Yeah, and you think that you just listened to like four show tunes. You thought it was just like 22 minutes of, of, of crap. Yeah, and, and you come out and then you're back in the bolosphere and... I mean, it's, that's all she wrote. You're basically a zombie. Yeah. I mean, you think it's worth paying like 75 bucks or whatever to go in and ride four rides and wait yeah. in line all day. But it's worth it. People yeah. do it over and over when, again. When you think about that, that's, that's four opportunities to get above the bovisphere. And people are like, I got to have it. I got to have it. Where's my season pass? It's a drug. Yeah. It's a drug. I feel it's sorry for the people of Ohio. Uh, I don't think, I never thought I would say that until I. I realized what was happening. Well, when you, when you look at the effects that the bulbosphere can have, and you see what it's doing to the high altitude and tall people of of Denver, yeah, you know, and I, and I'm pretty sure Salt Lake City, yeah, you know, well, they I, don't even know how many wives well, they have. No, out actually, there. actually, no, no. To be fair, to be fair, 
Mormons are not affected by the bovisphere. I, I, you know, I, I believe that is probably true. Yeah, because they're too busy dilly-dallying about their days with multiple wives and everything. They don't, the bovisphere doesn't affect them. It's weird. Yeah, but they are, they are mired in shit. Yeah. Yeah. They are. They're just, they're in a world of it. Yeah. Huh. Amazing. So now that everybody knows about that, I expect that this is going to be a large cause. I expect the uh, the Bovisphere for Change album to sell record <laughs> numbers. <laughs> and I, I hope that everybody takes this as serious as we do. I got to say that segment was probably a solid 7 out of 10, but not our best work. <laughs> well, we've completely made up a layer of the atmosphere to, for our own amusement. Nobody else's, but... <laughs> If but you, I was pretty if, amused. If you listen to all of that, please email us at pineapplenipplearsehole at gmail.com. That's arsehole, A-R-S-E. Or, or uh, what, uh, PNA Podcast Express at gmail.com. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, polygamist uh, nut allergy at <laughs> podcast express at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a pretty amazing, uh, pretty amazing segment. <laughs> News? I mean, not really, but it was... Bringing you the news that you don't necessarily want, but the news you need. Yes. Yeah, if, if you didn't know about that before, you know about it now, and your life is enriched for it. <laughs> so please talk about it with your coworkers that don't listen to the podcast, and then they'll have to listen to the podcast to figure it out. Yes. That's how we yes. gain listeners right there. Yeah, they'll, they'll be like, what was this? What? The bovisphere. Yes. <laughs> that, that's... I mean, it's right up there with the unshittable trash can. Oh, just this, just one notch below. Yeah. Actually, the thing that really redeems the bovisphere is Roy Orbison. Yeah. Yeah. God rest his soul. Anytime we can mention Roy Orbison in a podcast, I'm I'm happy. That I'm, that episode's good. That episode's good. Yeah, that's gonna be guaranteed. Guaranteed. Because if anybody, no one delivers better than Roy Orbison. No, no, geez, and and we got Stevie Wonder in there too. Yeah. You I know, mean, my favorite thing is that meme with Stevie Wonder like taking a picture with a camera. It's like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> and you know he's done it. Yeah. I, I think he can see. Just like but. I never understood. Like, you look at the crowd at a Stevie Wonder uh, concert, and they're holding up signs. Like, what the fuck are you trying to do there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a bunch of assholes. What assholes, yeah. yeah. My friend's a dick, and here's why. He wrote, I love you, Stevie, on a sign and took it to a Stevie Wonder concert. Yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe they had it in Braille at the bottom. Could have been. Could have been. Braille for people who can hear. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, we, we are at that point where we should probably wrap this up for the sake of everyone involved. <sighs> if you listen, thank you. <laughs> if you didn't, we understand. Yeah. If you skipped forward to this part, you we, should probably go back and listen to it just you should. You should, for the absurdity of it. You missed a lot. You yeah. missed a lot. There was a lot of information in tonight's podcast. And uh, we appreciate all our listeners. This wasn't our worst podcast by far and away, but I don't think it was our best. But maybe people like it. I don't know. We have a weird sense of humor, you and I do. We do. And we bounce a lot of things across each other. But tonight got really deep down a rabbit hole with the Bovisphere, but I appreciated it. Yeah, we, we kind of, we pro- I'm sure we took it way too far. We always but, do. But it is, it is something that I think needs to be referenced. because It's a, it's a going concern. Who would have thought that global warming existed many years ago? I know, right? You know, and so now we're bringing this to light, and I'm sure that somebody is going to take off and run with it and make a whole shitload of money that we don't see any of it. (laughs) But we're the ones that uh, broke the news. You know, the jukebox here plays a bunch of video snippets. Yeah. And I'm sitting here watching it the whole time we're doing the podcast, and there's a video of Ric Flair, and I, I have to know... Why what that's exactly there? that is. And I, how many woos did they work into that song? A lot of woos, I bet. A lot of woos. I, mean, I, I hope no that. There's no such thing as too many Ric Flair woos, though. No. Especially if you're out drinking. Oh, you just let it fly. Just send it well, 30, 40 times. I, I'm hoping that he, that that song is on the Bulbasphere for Change album. And if it's not, please include it. it. Yeah, we, we will get it on there. We can't pay you for licensing, but. I'm pretty sure that we're going to be the ones that put that together because nobody else would. We're warriors, man. We're yeah. warriors for this cause. Yeah. It's something we believe in. You could tell by the tone of our, you could tell by the serious tone of our voice when we were talking about it. How serious it is to us. Yes, it's I'm I'm feeling very very moved because even though this hasn't aired and nobody's heard this yet, 
I can feel the flow of change to help the cause of keeping the bovisphere out of Denver. We are now isolating it to Ohio. We are now conduits. Yes, leave it yes. in Ohio. We're okay with that. Yeah, it can stay there. There's no saving Ohio at this point. Correct. Unless, Correct. unless, unless a bunch of the stoners from Washington, Denver, and all over the world unite and try to push push that bovisphere cloud up. But you've got to you're gonna have to be smoking while lying on the ground. Yeah, blowing that stuff up yeah. instead of out. Yeah. Yeah. So that's tough. That's tough for anybody to do. Maybe there'll be a stoners for bovisphere change movement. We can only hope. Yeah. Send me a t-shirt because I'd love that. That would be great. Yeah. A pot leaf with like a brown cloud over top of it. That <laughs> would be amazing. <laughs> I think we just got our new shirt idea. <laughs> you can pick that up on our merch merch site. Coming That'll soon. That'll be available for the merch soon. Coming soon. All right. We should get out of here. We should. We All should. Right. Well, thanks for listening. PNA Podcast Express. That's PNA Podcast Express at gmail.com. Pineapple nipple arsehole at gmail.com. Email us, please. Please, please, please email us. Adam, he's Adam Filkins. I'm Phil Nickel. Make good choices. <laughs>